0: All right, thank you for being back in your place tonight. Pastor Hansen's going to come. We thank him for being with us. For him, he left early Thursday morning and he won't be going home till Monday. So, uh, when they come for us to speak for us, they're they're taking time away from their family and his church, and so we're grateful for him. So, Pastor Hansen, why don't you come? This is our last time with him. Let's give him a warm welcome. What an honor it has been to be here at Pacific Baptist Church. I love the music. I love the music. That was a wonderful special. And I'm so glad that my Savior was broken and spilt out. Aren't you? Aren't you thankful that there's salvation in Jesus Christ tonight? Thank you for that good special. Choir! God bless you as well, I love that song, Uh, it's not in vain, what a blessing uh, to know all the labor on Sunday, uh, it's not in vain, all the work that you do throughout the week, it's not in vain, Uh, Sunday night comes and you're plum exhausted, uh, and it wasn't in vain, amen, thank God for that, and uh, I want to say thank you, thank you Pastor Myers for uh, the privilege of coming to uh, the great work that God has blessed you with, and uh, Uh, being able to spend a little bit of time with the young adults, and what a great privilege it has been. And I want to say thank you to several of the adults that have taken me out, men that have taken me out for a meal, and what a joy it has been to get to know you. And uh, thank you, Brother Ross, for all the organization that you put in to the uh, Young Adults Retreat. And uh, what a joy it was to be with the young people and uh, to see their excitement for the Lord. What a joy that is. And I always like to be around uh, uh, excited uh, uh, young adults for the Lord. And I, I enjoy teenagers that are fired up for God as well. I came in the door right there and there are about 10 young men. I think they might be right here. This is the firing squad or something like that right down front here. And they're talking about their, uh, their, their nursing home ministry and uh, preaching at them uh, I guess this afternoon and that was exciting to hear that. and uh, I think they said that somebody got saved. so God bless you. what a joy it is to uh, meet the young excited adults and teenagers here we're going to be in John chapter 14 John chapter 14 and verse 15 John chapter 14 and verse 15 we're going to read a couple of verses tonight as you're turning there we find in John chapter 14 and verse 15 if you love me keep my commandments verse 23 same chapter John chapter 14 verse 23 Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. Verse 28, the Bible says, Ye have heard now I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye love me, ye would rejoice. Because I said... I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the great privilege of taking our Bibles tonight and turning them to this wonderful passage in John. God, the story of you pouring out your heart to the disciples before the crucifixion that evening. Lord, I pray that you would help us, dear God, to draw very close to that table. Let us listen with our hearts, Lord, not just with our ears. And God, may we uh, know that exactly what you are trying to speak to our hearts and understand, and not just understand, God, but I pray that we put it to action in our lives. Lord, please fill me with your Holy Spirit power. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As Jesus Christ was speaking to the disciples At the very last supper, he turned the conversation from his love to the disciples, as you can remember in John chapter 13, he began to talk to them and express his love for the disciples. But here in John chapter 14, Jesus now turns his attention from his love to the disciples' love, and he begins to focus in on how much they love him and how he desires them to love him throughout the rest of their life while they're serving him here on earth. No doubt, the sentiment there around the Last Supper was, Lord, we love you. And Lord, we will die for you. And though all men forsake you, Lord, us 12 are right here. And it doesn't matter what happens Lord, we have your back, and we know from Scripture, it was only a few hours after that, Jesus was alone being led to the judgment hall there at Pilate, in front of Pilate. Jesus began to focus his attention on, if ye love me, if ye love me. Why is it so important that Jesus began to look into the soul of the disciples and ask them, or make the statement, if ye love me, because he knew that all the spiritual success and all of their spiritual failures would hinge on this one truth, and that is their love for the Lord Jesus Christ, their love in their heart for the Lord. And so he says in verse 15, if ye love me. Verse 23, if a man love me. Verse 28, if ye love me. Three times in this one passage of scripture, Jesus brings into question their love for him. But may I say, tonight, did they not give three and a half years of their lives to Jesus Christ? Had they not served him with every uh, uh, ounce of fiber that they had and every bit of their being for the last three and a half years? Had they not given up everything that they knew, everything that they had before Jesus Christ beckoned him unto themse- himself? Had they not watched him uh, perform great miracles before their own eyes? Had they not prayed with him and heard the heartbeat of Jesus through his words to his heavenly Father? Had they not experienced that? Had they not ministered and passed the bread to the five thousand plus uh, individuals there? Had they not watched Jesus Christ break that bread and perform that great miracle? Had they not praised him for the last three and a half years? Was their love on display? Was it not good enough for the last three and a half years? Why would Jesus Christ bring into question the love of the disciples? Jesus longed for love. Here it is. Jesus lo- lo- longed for love more than service. Jesus longed for love more than participation. Jesus longed for love, not sacrifice. Jesus longed for love, not separation. Jesus longed for love, not self-righteousness, all those, all those things Jesus Christ taught, but he longed for their love because he knew that if their love was right, then all those other things would fall into line. And so Jesus Christ pierces through their eyes into the souls of those disciples, and he says, if ye love me, if ye love me, tonight I bring into question all of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ if you love me Do you love me I believe Jesus Christ comes to every seat tonight and he whispers the question if he love me If he love me If he love me Do you love me Oh he's not asking the church if the church loves him because I believe the church would shout vehemently back to heaven yes lord My Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. Lord, we love you. But he comes individually and he asks us personally, do you love me? Do you love me tonight? Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37 says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Deuteronomy 6 and verse 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, with all thy might. He says, I want you to love me with every bit of fiber that you have within you. Oh, I believe tonight we can sing the song, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. But I believe after Jesus Christ would hear that song uh, from our own lips, He would come and ask us, do you love me? I love you. I told you so in my word for God so loved the world that he gave. But he would come to us and he would say, do you love me? Do you love me? Jesus is asking the disciples for an examination of their love to the Lord He knew that it would be uh, tested that night. And might I say, uh, even tonight as we look into the future, not not the far, far away future, but in the the near future, this week, I believe our love for Jesus Christ will be tested. Many individuals here in the auditorium, their love for the Lord Jesus Christ will be tested uh, this week. And he asked tonight, do you love me? Do you love me? If, you, if ye love me, keep my commandments. Verse 15. Verse 23, if a man love me. Verse 28, if ye love me. Let me say just a couple of things here tonight about this question that Jesus posed the disciples. Number one, love is a choice. Love is a choice. God did not make us robots, but He took a handful of dirt. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And for man, and then he breathed into man the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That is the mind, the will, and the emotions of the individual of Adam all of a sudden came to life. Man became a living soul. And then God looked at Adam and he said, Adam, I desire All the love that your mind can give me. I desire all the love that your soul, your mind, your will can give me. I desire all the love that your emotions can give me. I desire all your love, Adam. And there in the Garden of Eden, Adam and God walked together and they fellowshiped. And how sweet it was to have that communion with the Lord and walk with the Lord. Oh, how wonderful it was that Adam enjoyed that. But he comes to you and I and he says, I desire you to make the same choice. Will you choose to love me this week? Will you choose to walk with me? Adam made a poor decision one day, as we all know in Genesis chapter 3. He made a poor decision and he hid from God. Instead of walking with God that day, You and I can find ourselves in the same type of situation. It doesn't take me very long to become backslidden. Not at all. Oh, the old flesh rises up every morning and I I can so easily backslide and wander from the Lord. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. And then God comes to me in my devotions. Then God comes to me in my prayer life and he says, do you love me? Do you love me? And I believe our love is a choice. God does not want robotic love. He wants love that was given from the heart. Notice that first word there in verse 15, if. You can circle that word and right beside it, a decision to make. If ye love me. If ye love me. After all that God has done for us, Don't you think it would just be natural for us to say, God, I love you? God's been so good to all of us. God's been so good to me. I can just speak from my own experience. God's been so good. My dad was a drunk. I shouldn't be here today as far as being saved, being a Christian. I shouldn't be in the family of God But God reached down from heaven and God saved my dad. Oh, what a blessing it is to be a child of God tonight. Oh, thank the Lord. Do you you think back on your salvation? Are you thankful tonight? Oh, it's after all God has done, the abundant of blessings that he has bestowed upon us. Born in a free country. The gospel was brought to my family. My dad, Lutheran, and my mom, Catholic. Thank God my mom didn't stay in the Catholic church. She was going to be a nun. I wouldn't be here at all. Amen. Thank God salvation came and saved her. Hallelujah. <laughs> my dad was attending a Lutheran church and he wanted to get saved or he wanted, he wanted to know where he was going to spend eternity. And so he went to the Lutheran pastor and he said, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm hearing all this stuff about the end times. and and uh, the Lord coming back, the Jehovah's Witness, Jehovah Witnesses were talking to him. And he said, what do you think, pastor of the Lutheran Church? What do you think, pastor? How can I know that I'm on my way to heaven? The Lutheran pastor said, hey, you know, there's a Baptist church on Broadway here, Stuartville, down in Stuartville on the main drag. He said, why don't you go talk to that pastor? He talks a lot about that. And so he did. And thank God. Fundamental independent Baptist, amen, today. What a blessing. I'm glad the Baptist preacher knew how to lead someone to the Lord or tell them the gospel. What a blessing. Oh, God's been so good. God's been so good. All the providences, the, the, the provisions of God have been bestowed upon all of us, salvation and then all of his blessings in the Christian life. And then he says, After all those things that God has bestowed upon us, then he asked the question, if, as if we wouldn't want to. But you know, I find myself wandering. And I have to be reminded, just like those disciples were reminded that night around this Lord's Supper table, if, 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 it's a choice, I must say, Lord, I love you. And today I'm going to read my Bible. And today I'm going to pray with you and today I'm going to walk with you and today I'm going to enjoy the fellowship that I can have with you and I'm not going to go after the things of this world and I'm not going to try out all the dainties that that I see but rather God, I'm just going to stay with you and I'm content Lord in your fellowship all through the day Lord. Thank you God. If, if, if it's a decision, it's a choice that I must make here we have the lepers that, that came to Jesus and said, please heal us. And Jesus, out of his compassionate heart, said, I'll heal you. They were healed. They were so excited to run to the priests and, and be declared healed. But what did they forget to do? They forgot to turn back and say thank you to the Lord, except one, Wanna turn back and fell at the feet of Jesus and said, Oh, thank you for healing me. But don't you want to be that one? Huh? If you love me, if you love me. I want to be that leper that goes back and says, Lord, I was on my way to destruction. My body was racked and riddled with the disease that I had, but you've cleansed me. And I want to say in my heart, dear God, my body, my soul was racked and wrecked and ruined with the sin and the condemnation of my sin. But you came along and you reached down and you saved me from my sins. Oh, thank you, Lord. If you love me, if you love me. Do you love him tonight? Do you love him? I believe God looks at us and not only says, if you love me, it's a choice. He also says love is an action. Love is an action. Love is not a verbal agreement or expression, but rather it's a verb. Love is a verb. It comes out through my behavior. The Bible says in verse 15, if ye love me, here it is, what's the next word? Keep. He says you can say it all day long, but your actions are gonna prove it. If ye love me, keep. Love is a choice. Love is a verb, it's an action. If a man love me, he will keep my words. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. Verse 24, 1 John 5, verse 3 says, For this is the love of God, not that we we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Nineteen years ago, I got to marry the love of my life, Emily. She wanted to be uh, here, but our five kids... uh, Uh, Need to go to school and so on and so forth. And so uh, she wasn't able to uh, come with me. But uh, 19 years ago, I was able to watch her come down that center aisle. And oh, how exciting it was to uh, be told by the pastor, go get your bride. I left that platform. I think I levitated all the way down there. I grabbed her elbow and I touched her hand for the very first time. And then I walked up the steps with her. Then I stood across from her and I held her hand, and hands and we looked at each other in the eyes and we said, I do, I do, I do, amen. Oh, what a blessing that is. We uh, were able to, the pastor said, you may kiss your bride. I pecked her and then he said, that wasn't a kiss. You got to do it again. So I got two for one, amen. And so then we went arm in arm out that door. What a blessing it is to reflect back on the wedding day. But when I went to the back with my wife, I didn't say, does this mean I can't date any other ladies? I'd have been jack slapped into next week, amen? (laughs) Rightfully so, absolutely. No, instead, I was able to say, I do, and I love you with all my heart. And I don't need any other women in my life. That's it. And when I was able to kneel on my knees August 7th, 1992, and I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart, I was able to say, Dear God, you're all I need. And this old world tries to keep on coming in to a relationship between me and my God. And this world tries to entertain and this world tries to throw its dainties in front of my eyes and your eyes. But let me tell you, love is an action. It's not just a saying. No, it's what I do with my life. If you love me, keep keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. Oh, do you love them tonight? My pastor, I was sitting in his living room, and he handed me a book. The book was on a, a, regarding a missionary that went to uh, the Belgium of Congo. His name was the his last name was Grings, and some of you may have read his biography. But the story, as I was reading the story, Mr. Grings was called to the mission field in 1933. He said he looked for several months for a ship that would be sailing across the ocean to the Congo. Finally, he found a four-mast schooner ship, and he loaded his family and loaded all all of his stuff on that ship. They left nothing behind. And they set, set out to the shores of Africa. They zigzagged across the ocean trying to catch the, the wind that would bring them just a little bit closer to the shores there of the country that God had called them to. Finally, after two months of sailing across the ocean, they began to take on water. The ship began to list to one side. It began to list so heavy that the mass was, the main mass was almost touching the water. The captain said, you got to pray. You got to pray. And they went in, into a prayer, a mode of prayer for three days. They prayed and asked God to save them, help them to get over to the continent of Africa. At, during those, after those three days, the captain came to him and said, we've got to set the ship on fire. We have to get into these two little uh, lifeboats. And then we've got to set it on fire because we've got to make a signal so that hopefully a ship passing by will see the smoke going up towards the sky and they'll make their way over towards us. And so they got into these little lifeboats. Such small boats, really not sufficient enough for the number of people that were on the boat. Then they took kerosene and they dumped it all over All over their stuff, they heaped all their stuff on the top deck of that ship. They soaked it in kerosene and then let it on fire and they got in those little boats, tied the little boats together. They said the the waves were crashing against those boats. The dark, cold water had, it seemed like it engulfed them. The waves were so big, they were crashing into the little lifeboats and they were bucketing it out. He said the sun had almost gone down over the horizon. When they saw a mast of another ship, that ship began to sail towards them. It zigzagged back and forth. And finally, Hercules, a Dutch ship, came upon the scene there and shined its bright lights upon the wreckage and the smoke billowing up into the sky. And they saw the little lifeboats there, and he pulled up beside them and picked them up. And they stood there on the boat, on the deck of that boat, Hercules. As they watched their boat sink to the bottom of the ocean, all of their stuff, all their belongings, they only had the clothes that were on their backs. Mr. Grings wrote in the book, he said, As I was standing there with my family, it was almost as if I heard a voice from heaven say, Do you love me now? Do you love me now? If you love me, it's not about the stuff that we own. It's not about the accumulation of wealth. It's not about all of those things here on earth, but rather it's about what we do, our love, our action towards God. If you love me, keep my commandments. Number three, love is a choice love is an action love is in question I don't believe it's a one time thing that God comes to us and says hey do you love me today I believe he says it over and over and over do you love me do you love me hey Peter do you love me today do you love me he comes to us on Monday morning do you love me He comes to us on Sunday afternoon, do you love me? He comes to us on Saturday and says, do you love me? He comes to us in the night and he says, do you love me? He comes to us when we're in the trial in the midst of our thoughts and he says, do you love me now? Oh, it's in question. Notice this in verse 15, it says if. Verse 23, it says if. Verse 28, it says if. Three times he brought it into question. If. I believe that it's key that all of us allow God to bring into question our love for him. If, do you love me? Do you love me? Well, I, I used to do all this for the Lord and God comes to you and says, but do you love me? Do you love me? I feel like I love you, Lord, 50%. I want all of it. Do you love me? I feel like I love you, Lord, 90%. God says, do you love me? How about 99%? God comes and says, do you love me? I want all your love. Too often we place our love on crews and expect everything to line up and everything to just work out and God to always know that we love him. It doesn't work that way. No, just as... If we put our marriage on cruise, it eventually hits a brick wall, doesn't it? Amen? Absolutely. That's why having the couple's retreat to, to, uh, to uh, fuel that love between a husband and wife to stir up the love. And God comes to us and he puts it in question mark. Do you love me? If you love me. I think the greatest example of this is after Peter denied Christ three times, He came to Peter and he asked the question, verse 15 of John chapter 21. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17. He saith unto him the third time. Oh, can you imagine Peter as he was looking at Jesus Christ, as he kept on asking the same question. Have you ever had somebody look into your eyes and it seemed like they were reading your soul? That's what was happening with Peter that day. Jesus was reading his soul. And Jesus said the third time, asked the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Three times Jesus brought it into question in Peter's heart. You see, because the first one was just it was it's just natural to say, "Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. Of course I do." Hold on. Why are you asking me this three times? Oh, yeah. I guess I denied you three times just uh, a couple of days ago, right? Huh? It finally clicked. And the same thing sometimes happens to you and I. It finally clicks. Oh, Lord. You really can't see my love. That's why you're bringing it into question. I believe God came to Moses and said, Moses, lovest thou me? Are you willing to lead my people out of Egypt? I believe God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, do you love me more than Isaac? You play with Isaac and you spend time with Isaac and you train him. Do you love me more than him? I believe God came to Jonah and said, Jonah, do you love me more than the nation of Israel? Do you love me, Jonah? I believe God came to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and said, hey, fellas, do you love me more than you love your own personal health? I believe God came to Daniel and said, Daniel, do you love me? Oh, we know the stories there in the, in the word of God, how those individuals responded, yes, Lord, we love you. When I was a little boy, I had a missionary. My mom and dad would have missionaries in our home. And one of the missionaries that they hosted was Daryl Cham- Champlin. Darrell Champlin was a missionary for many, many years in a couple of different places, but he preached a, a message, an incredible message when he was at our church, love with shoes on. And while he was at our house, we, we would uh, talk about different stories or he would share different stories with my mom and dad. Later on when I was assistant pastor there in I was able. my wife and I were able to take him out to eat. And he shared the story of uh, when he went to Suriname and as he served there in South uh, America, he said he went to uh, uh, the, the villages that had not received the gospel for over 250 years, they had lived in darkness. The gospel had not penetrated the wickedness of those little huts and those villages there. He said you couldn't even get to them. There are no paths cut out through the jungle or to the, uh, the, the little villages. He said you could only get there uh, by, uh, by, by boat uh, on, on the river. He said as we would go to these uh, little villages, there were witch doctors that had such a powerful control over the minds of the individual. He said these witch doctors would come on a beautiful blue sky day. They would come and they would call out lightning from the sky. And he he said that the lightning bolt would be so strong and so powerful, it would shake the building to its rafters. He said if it it happened in a church setting like this, it would shake the building to its rafters. Then he said the stench of sulfur would be so strong that it would burn the nose hair. He said these witch doctors, they had such power over the people. Darkness had set in, but he said the gospel was powerful and the gospel went forth. He said we would preach the gospel and then souls began to get saved. Amen. Boy, about that time of the story, it was getting exciting because God was winning and souls were turning to Christ and he began to tell how people were getting saved. He said until a witch doctor got saved. And when a witch doctor got saved, they pulled out all the stops. They brought the pot to the uh, witch doctor, the fire dancing witch doctor into the village. They came to him and they asked him, would you come uh, to our ceremony that we're gonna have? He said, yes, I will be there. He went to uh, the center of the town. And when he arrived, there were over 400 people up in the trees and around uh, the town square. They were all watching uh, this potu. The potu was behind... uh, like a a, a loincloth or a, a linen cloth and the potu had a loincloth on bald head and he could see through the linen cloth that he was praying and getting the power of the demons upon him and then suddenly he left that he left behind that linen cloth and he went over to a pile of glass that they had there in the middle of the village a large pile of uh, broken beer bottles and then uh, there was a large fire that was burning in front of those 400 uh, uh, individuals the witch doctor came and he began to jump on those uh, broken bottles and he jumped up and down uh, and he told the people the power of the demons have given me strength over the glass and they will not cut me. And he continued to jump on those. He left the pile of glass beer bottles and he went over to the fire and he jumped in the middle of the fire. The coals, the red hot coals there were uh, sending sparks up towards heaven and he did his dance in the middle of the fire. And as he looked at the 400 people, He said, follow me and I will give you the power that the demons have given me. The people began to cry out, the demons are upon him. The demons are upon him. The demons are upon him. He said, I'll give you the same power if you just follow me. And Mr. Champlin was there in the crowd. He said, oh no, you've got to have new converts out there. Dear God, I have individuals that have just accepted you as their Savior. Dear God, they're being a a beckon to come back to the power of the demons and the the wickedness there, that lifestyle. Oh, God, do something. And he said, uh, it was almost as if he could hear a voice from heaven saying, Do you love me? Do you love me? He said, Yes, Lord, I love you. He said, Go ahead. Dance on the glass and dance in the fire. He said he began to make his way through the crowd. And before the witch doctor even saw him coming, he came to the the, the glass, the pile of glass there, broken uh, bottles. And he began to jump on those bottles. He said at the very beginning, I did it ever so gently. But then he realized that God was protecting his feet and he began to stomp on the bottles and he began to jump up and down. And then God said over to the fire, do you love me? He left the broken glass bottles and he went onto the fire and he said, oh, the fire was so hot. It was so hot. He said I was a farm boy so I wasn't taught how to dance but I did some kind of jig on the fire and he began to jump around and and, uh, dance in that fire and the witch doctor became so angry he said as I looked down the coals began to sparkle like Christmas lights between my toes. And he looked at those 400 people and the witch doctors and he said I brought you truth. That Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. You can follow that witch doctor and he might give you power but he'll bring you right to hell. But Jesus Christ will give you a home in heaven. Why don't you follow Jesus Christ? No, oh, the people began to rally behind him. The witch doctors for about a half an hour after he danced on those coals. He said he had been, he had been stoned a couple of times but he thought he was going to lose his life that night. The, the of this newly newly uh, converted uh, individuals, they began to bring him through the jungle to his house, trying to give him some safety from those witch doctors. He said he finally got home, and he said, "Dear God, my feet are so hot; they're burning." He said, "Lord, if I wake up tomorrow and I've got blisters all over my feet, then you've you've suffered a defeat." God, help me. He said early in the morning, he woke up and he looked at his feet. He said they're like baby skin, not a blister. The natives, they came to his hut and they don't knock on the door. They go, 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 go. He said, come on in. He said, or they said, we have come to check your feet. And he held up his feet and they were as clean as could be, no blisters no scars, uh, no wounds. He said it was almost as if God uh, whispered in my ear, do you love me? Do you love me? Oh, I believe that God looks at each and every one of us tonight and he asks us, down in the depths of our souls, if you love me. If you love me. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee all the folly of sin I resign. My gracious Redeemer, my Savior, art thou. If ever I love thee, my Jesus tis now. Oh, can we sing that song uh, from the depths of our hearts tonight. Can we say, dear Jesus, I love you. Can we sing tonight I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, because of Calvary. Sing with me. I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. You're everything to me. If you love me, heads are bowed, eyes are closed.